welcome to the 707 Hub, uh, where students, ideas, and spaces connect, collide, and collaborate. I'm Patrick Mane, and I get to be the director here. Um, and today's collision is with Sophia Lee. Uh, she has been an entrepreneur since her dorm room, uh, which actually really wasn't that long ago, was it? Um, but she's going to tell a story today about getting started as a student. And she now runs a handful of very successful ventures, a design studio, she's done some home renovations, and runs a really successful blog. Um, we're here today because of a generous gift from Anna Spudich. The goal is to establish an entrepreneurial speaker series like this where students are exposed to these stories and these journeys and really the lessons learned, kind of the grit and the fortitude that goes into being an entrepreneur and figuring all that stuff out. Um, and she's going to be interviewed by our friends, uh, those two guys, uh, Alan and Jim from Hustling Sideways. Uh, and that's all I've got, so I'll let you guys take it away. Thank you. Right. A little, little check. Can you all hear me? We're good. They can hear us. I mean, I could just go like this. You can hear this. Either way. Uh, so, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Alan House. I'm a music writer. And uh, yeah, I'm Jim Love, and I'm a keynote and motivational speaker and a podcast host, too. Yeah, we should start saying podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But well, we are excited to be here. Uh, this is our fifth time in the 707 Hub. This is an awesome space. We're not just saying that because we're here. Uh, this is something Alan and I talk about this a lot. We wish we had this as students, frankly, and, and it's a real gift to be here. And I know you guys all use this for a number of different reasons. And, and uh, it's all about entrepreneurship, an old wooden ship entrepreneurship. And <laughs> yes. We're excited to do that. I realize and, that, mm -hmm. that movie might be older than like. That's so. fine. They don't need to know that. Well, anyway, it's fine. We are thrilled to be here for the Student Speaker Series, and we are thrilled to have Sophia Lee here. So, welcome. Thank you. Um, we, don't, we don't have a clap. Track. I should make sure my mic's on too, just to. Sound check. There you go. I think we're cool. You guys got it. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Um, <laughs> Sophia, thanks for being here. Uh, give us a little bit about your background and kind of you know growing up where you grew up kind of thing, okay. um, and how that eventually led you to Marquette. Okay, well, that's a very wide, <laughs> wide range. So I grew up in Cedarburg, so I'm local to the Milwaukee area. Um, I went to Cedarburg <coughs> High School, and I always knew from, even when I was in high school, that I wanted to do something with interior design. I would watch HGTV, and I, I was just like always, I always had an interest in that. Um, and so then when I went to college, I knew I wanted to start a design firm, but I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted to go about it. Do I actually want to major in interior design? Do I want to major in something else? So I started by going to lacrosse, and I was there for one semester. I studied marketing there because I was like, okay, in my head at the time, which obviously I've learned so much, so I probably would handle it differently, but in my head at the time, I was like, I know what I like from an interior design perspective, but the business route is something that I don't know yet, so it'll be better for me to major in some type of business, um, marketing, whatever, and then I'll just pick up the interior design. I ended up, me personally, just did not like lacrosse. It was not for me, and so I was like desperate to get out, but I knew my parents were gonna be like, there's no way in HGLL that you're leaving school. <laughs> So I had to come up with like a good way to do it, and so I started applying for internships, and I applied for Nate Burkus, which I don't even know if any of you know him, but back in the day, <laughs> which I feel like I'm too young to 
trying to say that, but seriously, like he was a really known thing. He had a show. He had lines at Target. Applied for the internship. I was a freshman. Never thought I would ever get it. I ended up getting it, and so I was like, this is perfect. This is my way out where my parents won't think I'm crazy. And I also am able to explore something that I actually want to explore. So I basically dropped out of school for the second semester, went to Chicago, did my internship there, decided there that I do want to take the interior design path, and that was the first time in my life where they would have meetings just to discuss dining room tables. And it was a very serious conversation. Yeah, that's, I mean, we have that in our house often, but it's oh, yeah, not me leading it because I don't know anything back and that. forth that we have. That's our second podcast. Is that's that. right. Dining room tables quarterly. That's right, of course. I, I mean, it was actually like comical seeing just how serious everything was, but it really did show me like this is what I want to do. So after that semester, um, I decided that, okay, lacrosse, <coughs> I do want to do something in interior design. So I ended up majoring in interior architecture. Um, I paid for my own school, so I had to be strategic about it. So there was a combined program with Concordia and Maya where I could graduate with an interior architecture degree. Um, but it was, I was able to get a lot more money from a private school. Um, so I did my minor for marketing at Concordia and then my major for interior architecture at Maya. So I went in between the two schools, which was quite the experience because I really got two completely different environments. Um, and then I don't know if you want me to leave, because this is about the time where I started. Sure, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I think, let's start there with that point that really kind of kicked things off for you yeah. um, with your dorm rooms. Yes, okay, so then this is where the businesses actually started. So going into, it was like a week before I went, I moved into my Concordia dorm room. And I, again, I knew I wanted to have my own interior design firm. So I was like, what can I do right now that's going to get me to that end goal of interior design? And I didn't know enough to go and start a blog on actual home decor. But what I did know is that when I went to school, I wasn't thinking about the classes I was going to take. My friends were thinking about the parties they were going to attend. I just wasn't. What I was thinking about was how I was going to decorate my dorm room. And I knew it sounds stupid, but that's I That's amazing, right? Well, you, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I, I don't know. Like, I think I just got really lucky in this thought process because I didn't understand exactly what I was onto at the time. But I knew that if you cared about your dorm room, you were eventually going to care about your apartment, and then eventually you were going to care about your home, which would lead me to that end goal of the yeah. home. And I also knew that you spend a lot of money when you move into college, and parents buy a lot of stuff in your dorm room. <laughs> so that's where I started the blog, and I was able to make the blog profitable so that by the time I graduated college, Sure. I should go into a full time. Okay. Um, I know um, lots of unpacked there. I was like, let me, let me slow down just a little bit there. <laughs> you asked the broad question. Yeah, that's my fault. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so you, you started with designing your dorm and then creating content around that with the blog. Yeah. What was kind of the transition to say, you know, other people need to know this? Um, because I think, I mean, we're, we have like a creator economy of kind of now, I think anywhere where they can TikTok or Instagram and people are doing like tips and things like that. Yeah. What was kind of the genesis of you being like other people should know how to how to design their dorm the way that I you know, did with my dorm? Yeah, I mean some of it was from a selfish perspective. Like I really was. I mean I learned very quickly that for me to be successful with it, every single thing that I put out there had to not be about me mm -hmm. at all. Actually, mm -hmm. had to be like strictly about helping the other whoever is reading it. Um, and I don't know if I'm necessarily answering your question, but from like the 
blogging perspective, that was just the least expensive way for me to get my name out there. Like okay. I, it was I had a laptop for school already, so it was mm -hmm. essentially I think, I mean all I needed was a blog host, and I bought a theme off of Etsy. So I I probably spent like. I babysat to make this money. I probably spent like two hundred dollars total starting the business, and then all I needed was my time, and I didn't have any other money when I was in college. Um, so that was like really the just the most effective means for me to yeah. get my name out, which is why I started the blog. No, it's yeah. funny. I know you said the word selfish, and yeah. we have to be selfish sometimes in all of this. Like it's, it's yeah. kind of if you're passionate about it, which you are, you have to think about what you're going to put out there. And, did a brand come to you pretty quickly in all of this, or did you start realizing oh, no. what your voice was going to be, or how, how long did that take to actually formulate you and your words within it? Okay, so I, again, take everything very strategically. So when I was researching how to start a blog, I came upon these mom bloggers, and at the time, like, TikTok wasn't a thing. I knew I didn't want to start social media because I was a full-time college student. I didn't have time. I was also <coughs> about it, and so the blog was, like, the most discreet way for me to do it, but I came across these mom bloggers who were making like $250,000 a month on their blog. Gosh. And we got in the wrong game. Yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. And they were doing it while raising kids. And I was like, okay, if they're doing it while being a stay-at-home mom, like, I can do it while being a college student. So I really like took a lot of their strategies and how they were doing it. I barely still to this day do any brand deals. Like for some reason, I, I'm like all about being authentic. Like that is one thing I never, I'm just say it like it is type of person, and so I'm hesitant yeah. with doing brand deals. That yeah, not at all. So I was make I figured out ways to make money not through brand deals. Totally, totally. I have a feeling that's why you're successful. I think the authentic authenticity comes through, and people relate to people. I don't think yeah. they, you know people. I mean, obviously there's ads out there, and certainly if you get sponsored with that, that's fantastic. I've found too is that people want to hear from you, like well, what your story not is. Stupid. Like, people, <laughs> yeah. I think any up. of us know at this point with how many like just creators there are when someone mm -hmm. says something they believe versus like yeah. when they're doing paid. Fed yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. ad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so creating content is one thing, creating a blog is one thing, developing an audience is also mm -hmm. a, a a tough thing to crack, mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, how did you kind of go about finding your audience, finding your people? Uh, you said the mom blogs having their kind of tactics, but then getting your name out there or getting the website out there. Like, yeah. What was kind of the process for that? So in all of our businesses, one of the most common sayings that we have is no one cares about you, they only care about themselves. And so that is something that I refer back to in literally almost every single thing that I do. And so when starting the blog, I was constantly like, even if I phrase something like um, my 10 favorite dorm room essentials or something, if I change it to the best 10 dorm room essentials to make your life easier or something, it changes it for, from me to them. And so I learned that that was a really easy way to get people to the blog. And then I just was like, how can I make my content the best that it, it like out there? And at the time when I started it, there wasn't a, I was one of the first ones to like hit that dorm market. Mm -hmm. Sure. Which made it a little bit yeah. easier, but still, I think even today, if you went about it with like, how can you make your information more helpful than anyone else's? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you almost have to kind of work backwards and go off of like, what are people searching? What are people? Oh, keywords. Googling? Okay. You know what I mean? Like, do you guys know what like keywords are? Okay, so like SEO yes, SEO. This was not something taught when I was in school. I think this has now changed. 
If you <coughs> learn SEO, it, no matter what career you go into, it will change everything for you. It will change your mindset on how you do things. Any website, any business you start, you'll be able to get it in front of more people. Like that is really something that you should understand. That's critical. Do we have English majors in here, or like writing <laughs> majors, because they would benefit from that. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Now, it, just to, to come back a little bit, when you start building this audience, Ellen and I talk a lot about this, about dealing with negativity. Like you were. Oh. Maybe the first doing what you did, did you deal with people leaving negative comments on it or like, why are you doing this or who cares about, you know, like generally that, because we've dealt with it before and, and have our sort of ways of combating it, but what, what were some of that like for you, like people who just didn't support what you were doing or had something to say about what you were putting out there content-wise? Yeah, I mean, all the time. And if you <laughs> do a career path like I've done, you go into it being like, this is part of the gig, this is what happens, it's just a way of life. Um, in the beginning, I wasn't necessarily worried about I was more worried about the people that I actually knew and then people that like I knew from schools that were like near me or what other people in like my group-ish would think of it. So that was my first thing. And then and then of course you, once you start getting like bigger and bigger you just get opinions every single day. I have the thickest skin in the world and honestly I, sorry if I'm swearing, but I don't give two shits about what people think and if I would have, I would have stopped a long time ago. And the people that made fun of me before, they're now looking and being like, hmm, maybe I should have. Yeah, maybe you're right or something. I, I am yeah. very much kind of in a similar path of like, so I put on shows, yeah. you know, stuff like that, put on concerts. Mm -hmm. Like, if I was the person on stage though, I would never want to have like anyone I knew in the crowd. <laughs> like my family, yeah. like obviously this is a weird setting for me to say that, but like if I was like in a band or something, I would not want to have like the immediate people that I know because then that's like more pressure. So you're you were like just look beyond that entirely. Kind of like look at the rest of the world that's out there. Well, and I, I like treated it as a business from day one. So mm -hmm. I was like, it's not even me. Like this is my business, you know. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine. Like I think back, and my dad, I'd be like, Dad, I'm gonna make five hundred dollars this month off of my blog. And he'd be like, Okay, like this girl, <laughs> like what is this girl doing? And then I'd be like, I'm gonna make a thousand, and then I'm gonna make twenty five, and then five, and I think. Eventually, he was like, okay, wait, maybe I need to be the one that, like, zips my lips, and she's maybe on to something, but... She's figuring it out. You're going to get... I mean, I get every single every single day I get people, and I'm fine. I'm at the point where, like, if someone comes says something about me, I could care less. Like, it's more of them. If someone says something about, like, my team, or, like, Ben, or my sisters, mm -hmm. then I'm, like, game over. Yeah. But for me. Okay. You're working for them now, kind of, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's critical, and it's it's important. It's hard to do that. I mean, I, so I I don't have thick skin, <laughs> just that, you know, but that's how I am. And so for me, when I started, people are like, "Why are you speaking?" And I'm like, "Because I want to," you know, I'm like, you know, whatever. And now I don't care because I just enjoy doing it. But you're going to have that happen. Mm -hmm. People are going to question why you're doing, it, especially if it's something you're passionate about. And I wish more folks were like you in that sense of like, I don't give two shits. Like, yeah. let's go and let's make this happen. And I think that's that you can develop that, and you know you're comfortable with what you're doing, and you can really see how, how it goes in action. And the people that were like that are like, oh, she is really good at what she does. Yeah. This is it. Well, and if I was to take the same path as everyone else, I wouldn't be here where I was exactly. today. So for you to do something different or like entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, whatever, like you have word. to do it. <laughs> Can't say it. You have to do it different than other people, and anytime you do something different, like you're gonna get, 100%. you're gonna get feedback, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, sure. So talking about uh, starting this from your dorm room mm -hmm. and time management, <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, being a college student with all the demands, and I'm sure you know, most of this crowd knows that. 
how did you do that? How did you pull it off? Did you just find free time to go do this at night? Was it in the morning? Do you have a schedule set where you sort of free, you know, oh, yeah. free flow? How, how, how did that work for you? Yeah, so I have a very type A personality. Like I am very structured. It's just how it was born. So that did help me out. Um, but I was also, I mean, at one point I was taking 24 credits because I was trying to catch up and graduate on time. So I had all of that. I was nannying like 15 hours a week. And so I was waking up, I, I'm like a huge time blocker. And so I would go and I would like literally from like 6 a.m. when I woke up all the way until 11, I would go and plan out my day. And I'd be like, okay, if I wake up at 6 a.m., I need 25 minutes to get ready and then I need five minutes to walk to this place. And I would plan out everything. And so I would just, I mean, I was like crazy. Like mm -hmm. I was, I honestly, I look back and I'm like, I don't know how I necessarily kept up with it. But I think I was just so like gung ho about it. You were German, yeah. Yeah, but I even like when my friends would be like, "Do you want to go out?" and I'd be like, "No, I'm gonna work on this." Like, I can only imagine what they were thinking. But right. I really took it like super seriously. For better, yeah. I mean, I look back and I'm like, "Oh, I wish I would have enjoyed my college a little bit more." But at the same time, you know, I think you did. You felt a passion, uh, right? Well, maybe you did. Well, not in the traditional. Like I do. <laughs> When I'm like when I have kids, like I yeah. want them to go fully enjoy their college because I just mm -hmm. like didn't enjoy it in, sure. yeah. in the normal sense. But at the same time, like I'm now where I am, I'm like thank, like thank God. Thank goodness I did that. that. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's important. Like to have that structure, or you know, whatever that works for for you to, to have that time flow. Because same, I mean, you know, I usually do most of my stuff at night when I when I, when I, I was gonna say, yeah, I would it. kill for that time management strategy because yeah, I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually more of like, I if I can be only five minutes late, then I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, yes. that's fine. You don't have anxiety. Oh, oh no, <laughs> I definitely do. Just while I'm different as forms. I'm speeding <laughs> to somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, I spiral it. I'm, I guess I'm the, I just, if I don't have things planned out, like, I'm, mm -hmm. a, I'm a bitch. <laughs> like, I, I love need it. things. And you know how you have to operate, which yeah, I think is the important yeah. part. Like, that's what it takes to be successful, is to know yourself well enough. Yeah. And I think since you were, I mean, you know, ending your time at lacrosse, like, you knew what you wanted to do. Yeah. And putting that together of, like, here's the plan. And not many people, when they're 18 or 19, have backed out. So, I think that was a significant leg up, and then you knew exactly what needed to happen for the next couple of years. Do you think that that sort of motivated you in a sense to be like, I know I'm doing something different than my peers? You know what I mean? Like to be like, did that drive you maybe underlying kind of thing? Like, you know, yes, they're out partying, having fun, but you're also like, I'm planning for beyond college. No, if I'm being honest, I, I was more embarrassed about that than anything in the moment, but I was paying for school completely on my own. And so I had to figure it out. Like I, I didn't have an option at the time unless I wanted to like, I mean, I was already taking out the maximum amount of loans that I could at the time, so sure. I just didn't have, didn't have an option. So it needed to be done. Yeah. yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Um, let's talk about growing the business, too, and getting into the different avenues that you've gotten into now uh, beyond that. When, I mean, because I think, you know, I am definitely somebody that I'm like, my one business. It's going to be my business, and I'm going to try and, you know, I can't think of, like, oh, I'm going to splinter off into different directions. Mm -hmm. When did you start thinking about what your next kind of move was going to be of, like, you know, getting into different avenues that you're into? Yeah, so your way's probably better than what <laughs> has happened with me. Um, but, my, I mean, from day one, the goal was the interior design firm. So that was, like, the overarching goal through literally everything. And then the two other businesses happened just super organically. So I have the design firm, and then I have the planner business, so the daily. And then I have, um, it's called, like, Perfecting Blogging. This is, like, a secret one where I do courses on how to start a blog. 
So I'll kind of go through how I started each of those. So when I started my blog, I started taking courses because I was able to learn information way faster. And I knew as a college student too, there's education and money. So as I started figuring out, or there's money in education. As I started, <laughs> yeah, sorry. As I started figuring it out, and I was taking so many courses, I was like, okay, my strategies are working. Like, if I'm paying for other courses, people are now emailing me how to start a blog and how to do things. Like, I might as well make this profitable. So that is how the perfecting blogging started. And I also learned really, really fast how important passive income was. So I could spend two months creating a course and that course that I created is still making me money today, which like I go and update it a lot, like it's weak, but you know, I don't have to spend every single day in it. So that's right. where I, how I started that business. Okay. Um, and then the daily, which is like the money maker of all of the businesses was something that I never even anticipated to happen. Sure. So because I'm very organized, I've always been a planner girl. Um, and I could never find a planner that had everything that I wanted. So on my blog, I would create, for me, I would create like organization pages that I would use with my planner in itself. And I started putting those on a, my blog as a free download. And I could track like how many people were downloading. And I was like, whoa, like a lot of people are actually downloading these. Yeah. So I go back to two, I was like, okay, how can I like still be really helpful but make this like somewhat profitable since so many people are downloading them. So then I created, at the time, iPads like, weren't even like really a thing. They were just starting to be a thing. So I would just have it as a digital download. I charged $7 for these like digital planners with all of, they were my dream ones that I couldn't find. Like It had every single thing I wanted in it. And then that would sell, but then like constant feedback, which like I would be the same way. It's like, I don't want to print all these pages. Like It cost me a lot of money to print these pages. So once I graduated, we then took that same template and created like the actual planners. I keep pointing right there because there's the boxes are right there. Um, but I learned in that business the power of scaling. And I can, especially with social media, like for my design business, the only way we make money right now is us physically doing the work. There's only so many hours in the day. Whereas we're the planners, I can go on my social media or a video can blow up on TikTok and we can sell thousands and thousands of planners I mean, even like we, as a team, we take off from December 23rd to January 2nd every single year. Nice. And it was quite, Megan runs the planners over here now, but it was great. I mean, we sold out in that time, like in that two weeks when we weren't even working, wow. we made majority of our money. So that, if you really want to make money, figure out passive income mm -hmm. or like figure out something that you can scale. Well, I think the key to that too is you recognize demand. And that's something that, I mean, is across the board, but you were able to see like, okay, people are downloading this. Mm -hmm. There's there's money in this somewhere, but you recognize that this is a product that's working. Yeah, and I didn't go into it being like, I'm gonna sell these. Like I went into it going back to like, how can I be as helpful as possible? Mm -hmm. I, I They were free. I mean, I was just doing it. I knew they were helpful for me, so I was like, well, I'll put them out there. Yeah. And I, I just watched it and realized like, okay, wait, like this is actually probably even more helpful than I realized that it was going to be. Yeah, I think that's an under like underestimated trait is to be able to recognize something that's working. And also, were there any things that you tried that maybe didn't work as well that you were like, okay, this is not where I should put my attention into them? Yeah, I have to say, knock on wood, I really got to. Gotcha. Everything has gone like pretty smoothly so far. I mean, I'm still so new into all my businesses. I'm still so young that like who knows what's actually going to happen. I haven't had any major 
mess ups yet, but of course, I mean, I'm failing on things every single, and we learned, like, I have learned so much, and every single thing I've learned has been from failing on something, or being bad at something, so even, like, um, for the planners, for example, like, we, like, at first, we were doing everything, we were wrapping all of them, we were shipping them out, we would write personal notes in every single one of them, we were taking high school students in and trying it's to time. get, oh my it's god, a lot it's, of time. Well, it's so much time and then they don't show up and then people are getting mad at us because the planners aren't getting shipped fast enough, but we're like, it's literally us and like a small, like, I don't think people understand that it's like three of us doing yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and so then we moved on to a receiving warehouse that does it on its own and the receiving warehouse shipped like 400 planners, of the wrong planners to people. Oh. And so then like we have to go and we, that's where we have to like pivot okay, and be like, okay, are we gonna give these people the planners? That's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of profit that we just lost. How are we going to keep these people on as customers, not make them mad? Like there's so many different. That's a significant decision. I mean, yes. it's, it is. Yeah. And those to make it a young age too. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's thousands of dollars here, but now I have to. Yeah. How do you how do you approach something like that? Where do you start? I mean, I'm just I'm actually this is funny. I have the movie Elf in my head when they ship out the books and they yeah. can't tell the last page. And yeah, anyway, if you've ever seen Elf, you should see it. Puppy, it's a puppy in a picture. Yeah. yeah. What what do you how do you how do you how do you go into that? What 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 is yeah. your mindset? Like you talk it over as a team and really I mean that's an intentional decision to make too. Oh yeah. Okay. So I have like an amazing team. Mm -hmm. Like so I value what they say even more than really what I value, mm -hmm. I say. And so I really listen to them because they're the ones that are in, like they're the ones thinking about it all the time. But as a group, we always go back to like, if we were the customer in this position, how would we want to go about this? And for a situation like that, you have to eat the costs. And so that's yeah. where I would rather eat the costs and have a customer come to us over and over and over again in the future than for us to be like, sorry, we want this money right now and we lose them. And especially social media right now too, like who knows what someone could go and post yeah. a video and then our whole, you know, we have yeah. to really. And that's such a brand, right? Like that's yeah. that's the authenticity part yeah. of it. Like we you can't move forward with that kind of, you know. Right. So that and that's that's to, to pivot and make a decision like that. that that's significant, and that, that that I'm sure that paid dividends is when people went along and like they're being honest. This is this is what happened, and you know, yeah. here we go. We're, yeah, we're so and you're gonna have mad people no matter what. Yeah. But at the Always. same time, we're trying to like. Everything minimize we try it. to minimize. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, growing the interior design, do you, you've got a house that you're flipping? So we, okay, I feel like I'm like word vomiting you, but <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. um, when I graduated college is when, so I already had the dorm room, like topic set up, I already was starting to get into the apartment topic, and I was at the point where I was like, all right, I'm ready to get into that home world. Mm -hmm. Um, but I knew I wanted to do high-end renovations. How do you tell a client that you're going to give a 23-year-old hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yeah. And I knew they just wouldn't. Um, so I decided from the business that we were making, and I was paying myself like nothing. Like I kept reinvesting every single dollar that I could into the business. Sure. And um, I knew that we had this money set aside. We're making money. Let's take that money buy a house in, in our case, we bought it in Whitefish Bay. Um, I don't even care if I make a cent off of the actual house. Uh, I mean, I didn't want to lose money, but I didn't care if we made anything right. off of it. Breaking even is the Breaking even was the goal, yep. yeah. And I was like, I, this is a portfolio piece. I'm going to show people what I can do. I'm going to show them the scale of what I can do it at, my style, the high-endness of it. 
And from there, that's what, so we bought a house in Whitefish Bay. We did that whole process. It was honestly one of the hardest years of my entire life. Like I ended that and I was like, I don't know if I wanted, like this isn't what I thought it was going to be a situation. Um, but we got all of our clients from that. So in that case, it worked. Right. But, um, so that's how we got it. Yeah, well, it's funny because I, when I think of like house flipping, you know, I have HGTV in my head and like a yeah. fun process. And I imagine that folks that don't know, like that's kind of all we've we, we've heard. Like that. Has you to see, be, like the thirty minute or the hour. Yeah, can you just know what version, happens later. Edited version of taking Chip and Joe or like having fun oh, yeah. throwing yeah. You know, you know, whatever hammers across. <laughs> but like, yeah. like, but it's it. I, I can imagine the amount of, of, of just stress and work that is and. Um, and a lot of people don't know that. And, and to do yeah. that is a, is, a, is a really big business. That's yeah, they don't really yeah. show them like sitting there with like the plumbing and breaking and the, yeah. or the counter. The amount of things that could go wrong. Or yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. 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 So that being a portfolio piece, so you're able to show that to clients. And, mm -hmm. uh, I think another key part of that too that you said is reinvesting into the business. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people that have entrepreneurial ideas and want to grow their business, but they're also doing it because they want to be able to kind of like flex a little bit and be like, you know, we made all this money, but check out, I was able to buy a watch because of this, or I was able to buy, you know, a nice house for myself or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So was that always something that you kind of thought you were going to do, is, is, or when did you kind of, I guess, take shape of like, I'm going to keep reinvesting into this business and growing it because there's the potential for much more than just this one thing to, mm -hmm. to pop. Yeah, well, in the beginning, all of my friends were in college, so we were all broke. So <coughs> for me to just, like, you know, continue going with that. Um, and I also, like, kind of have had a path in my head that I was like, I have 10 years to build up this business. Because in 10 years, I mean, I, I, I work, like, really crazy hours. And I was like, I don't want to be doing this when I have kids. And so, again, I'm like a cycle planner. So I was like, okay, I'll probably have kids at, like, 31. So, again, I have 10 years to get this set up. And for me to do that, like, for me to take this business where I want it to be, I have to reinvest it. I and mean, I didn't want any outside, like, outside investors. Um, I didn't want to take on any debt for it. So the only way that I could was by putting the money back into. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, too, there's a lot of, like, startups that just take investor money. And they're like, cool, we, we're able to pay ourselves. Right. Yeah. But they don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, eventually they want to get paid back, too, for that. Right, right. And, yeah. Go, go ahead, cut you off. No, I was, I mean, I, like, I was in, being in college and doing it was, like, a good backup for me because I was in a dorm room. And then, like, I, my college apartment that I was staying in with friend, like, with my friends, mm -hmm. I think it was, like, $250 a month or something. But, again, like, that was conscious. Yeah, those were the days. Oh, I know. Those were, like, decisions that we could have all went and spent, like, in, you guys are in the city, so sorry here. <laughs> my, I mean, my sister pays this much now too, but like, could have been fifteen hundred dollars a mm -hmm. month, and we if we wanted to, but yeah. I think it was easy in that sense. But then I was seeing like the impact, and I want to keep growing the businesses I have to put the money yeah. back into. Now, if you're if you're reflecting back a little bit, thinking to eighteen-year-old Sophia, is this where you thought you'd be? In, in, in you know, seven to eight years later, is this was this what you had in mind? Were there like, did you have? A vision and you're hitting it, or are there a couple of things that you really want to do? You know, just yeah. if you're thinking back to that. Okay, so I always feel so annoying answering this, and I feel really cocky, and I'm not trying to be cocky no. about this. No, this but is I, space for it. Yeah. Well, I truly believed in what I was doing from day one. Like when I told my dad that I was going to make five thousand dollars on the blog that month, like I truly believed mm -hmm. that I was going to do it. 
So yes. I love it. Yeah, like I did. I really did think that this is where it was going to be. Um, I thought you'd say that, yeah. and I like that, because I think confidence <laughs> I think is really answer. important. Yeah. I, I think, it, and, and you call it cocky, I call it confidence, so call it what you will. But I, I was I, naive, and I yeah, think that's no, so but, much of it too, is I was so naive. Like, course, I am yeah. still naive. Like, there's so many, the, uh, one of our most said sayings between all of us, because we're all a young team, we're all under 27, the whole business, mm -hmm. is we don't know what we don't know. And there's almost all of the failures that we've had are things that I could have never ever anticipated to happen. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and with all that is where you've gotten now. And I think it's critical to have a vision like that to go in and things are going to change, things are going to go wrong, you'll pivot, all those different types of things. But to know where you want to get to, your why, if you will, and I think I have a feeling of your why really to help people and, and, and share this message that you're doing, is important to have that for, for a while and stick to it. And, and, and I think that guides you along each step, like some of these decisions you made, there's a clear why of it that you've been thinking about since you left lacrosse. Yeah. And this podcast is not sponsored by lacrosse, so we can talk yeah. about how you left and you're good to go. But uh, but really really feeding into that and yeah. every decision you made along the way, I, I, I think you have every right to say, yes, this is exactly where I want to be and to be confident for it. Thank you. But I also know what I don't. like. Mm -hmm. I, I know that there's people that are so above me who know so much more, and I read so many help, self-help books too. Mm -hmm. And that's like back to the courses too, like that. Mm -hmm. I knew those people knew more, so that's what, like, you have to rely on that or kind of go to that. Um, I think there's a lot of people that see, you know, social media and they go, I can do this too. Mm -hmm. Like, as somebody that I run the hustling side of it is like TikTok and I'm trying to follow all, like, the side hustle people yeah. and there's so many <laughs> that are like, you just have to do this. It's just so simple. You just do this. Never the case. Um, if there is somebody, though, that is trying to build a business, and we talked about passive income, we talked about finding demand, all sorts of things like that, is there like a piece of advice that you would, would wish you could have told yourself to, <laughs> you know, back then? Yeah, well, so this is what I tell other people who ask me this is, and this is kind of contradicting what you said, but it really isn't hard. It's just a lot of hard work. and. So many more people would be successful. Like there are so many people who start blogs or TikToks or whatever it is, and then it does. It's a lot of work, and then they give up on it. Like if you were just going to stick with it, whether it be a year of sticking with it, whether it be three years, five years, whatever it is, like eventually you are going to be successful. You just have to like be able to go into the heart. I love that. And actually, yeah. so one thing I want to do every year, we pick we pick one word in lieu of like New Year's resolutions because mm -hmm. New Year's resolutions just never come true. It's been my experience. Uh, and and I, I stick with one word. And my word this year was relentless. And I feel like that's what you just kind of described is like, especially for your case, and, and we have kind of similar here, is our brand is authenticity. Like yeah. that, that, you know, that's that's kind of how you approach it and what's worked for you and that's the way I've done it. And I'm relentless in that. Like I don't really care. Like if I put something out there, it's from me. You know, mm -hmm. and that's and, and it's not like it's going to be false or you know, it's 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 my message. It's what I care about. And if someone doesn't agree with it, like totally yeah. fine. You, you don't have to. But um, relentless in doing that. And, and do, if you had to pick, like, is is there a word that sort of defines you and, and, and your approach? And this that's kind of a loaded question. I know you weren't ready for that, but yeah, is, is there been a word that's maybe stuck out? Is, is this has been a focus for me, or has really guided you along the way of, of, of where you've of, you know where you've gotten to okay. now? Okay, it's two words. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, but calculated risks. Nice. I, I'm always that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm constantly taking risks. Like I know 
for any of our, I mean, oh my god, we just spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on another okay. planner round. Okay, what if someone doesn't buy it? You know, like, then, yeah. then we're out literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. But we calculated mm -hmm. that, you know, like, and that's how I've really done. Yeah, and it's not a gamble, it's a risk. Oh, which no, Which I we, think is too very, yeah, like, it, it you know, is. That's, that's, you, you knew what you are going into, but it is a risk, but it's not a gamble. It's like, yeah, sure, we'll see what happens. Like, you had a mindset that influenced this decision. And yeah, it's a risk, it could go wrong, yeah. but you are confident in, in doing that. Well, and I think like a lot of that too is with us investing everything, totally. like everything has been my money. And so it's been more of like a pride thing where I'm like, okay, so what happens? What happens if this was to fail? Okay, like let's go to worst case scenario. Yeah. I go bankrupt. Okay, that is probably worst case scenario for the business. I'm 26 years old. Right now, I have no kids. Ben's laughing at me because he's, I have no kids. Like, okay, like that's a pride. Like, who, my friends, like, who do I actually care about showing that? So, right. Yeah. Do you have that to, to kind of lean on? But, like, at the end of the day, I mean, there are bad situations, but you can, you can see a goal and you can see how to, how to navigate yeah. those sorts of things. Yeah. Too. Like, it's the a, worst thing's really not that. Yeah, and being fearless in it. Like just, just go. I, I always say like, stop doubting, start doing. Yeah. Like, if you, yeah. like you're gonna have a hundred doubts, but like, try them. Oh yeah. In worst case scenario, bankruptcy, and that's okay. Peter Francis Tracy. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, okay. And if if I go bankrupt, like let's just say, if okay, yeah. I go bankrupt, then what? I go get another job. Right. Which, by the way, is quite like literally the worst thing that could happen. Like there, you know, there's there's what there's there's less worst thing. But yeah. I, I oh my really gosh. I feel yeah. like we should knock on wood again, just to make sure. Yeah. Me plug up. Yeah. Ready, guys. One, two, three. Yeah. There you go. Sophia, if people want to find the brand and they want to get connected with you and kind of learn more about what you're doing. Where is the best place for people watching or everybody in the room? Where's the best place to go and, and find you and follow you guys? Yeah, by Sophia Lee is like where everything is really at. Um, I'm an open book, so please message me. Please, whatever, if you have any questions, reach out. I don't beat around the bush with anything, so. <laughs> I appreciate that because, yeah. I mean, like, <coughs> I also deal with, like, I hate dealing with, like, corporate speak and, like, yeah. you know. We'll circle back on that, Alan. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, corporate speak. <laughs> Yeah, my I calendar's mean, up to date. That's my least favorite one. Like, is it? Like, I'm glad <laughs> your calendar that you keep is up to anyway. Well, per my last we'll talk about that on the next. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that you have a very straightforward approach to this sort of thing, and, and you're able to. I mean, lay it all on the line and be like, "This is what I'm doing, and it's it's working for you." So, I, I, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, I'm very blessed. So. Uh, and we are the Hustle Inside Sideways podcast as well. Yes. You can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us. We have Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn now, which is a new one. We're yeah. trying to grow. We're trying to be like professional. <laughs> is it working? I'm working on the corporate speak because of that. No. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube, all of the things. Also, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Thank you guys. We don't. I don't know if we're. It's the Spooch Speaker Series. It's not Hustle Inside. Well, I'm going to say keep on hustling either way <laughs> because that's what they should do. Thank you all so much for joining Thank us. You.